You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. The time is 8.33 on this beautiful Monday morning in Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz along with Mark Teresi. I hope you and your families, loved ones, are staying at home, healthy. Um, it's different. You know, it's different. But the example um, I think about is, you know, we're, we're at home, and someone like Anne Frank, if I get this right, if I'm correct, Anne Frank lived with seven other adults, 450-square-foot place in hiding for 751 days. That's, what, about two years? Yeah, we were in Amsterdam and saw the place. Really? Yeah, unbelievable. You walk, you have to crawl upstairs. The one thing that impressed me about the place, they had the windows covered, but I looked through a crack in the window, and outside there was a tree that had to be... uh, a smaller tree when she was there. Yeah. And I thought, I'm looking at the same tree that she may have looked at Peaked through. out that window. But 751 yeah. days with eight people all together in that small quarters in hiding. Right. And and we feel sometimes we're cramped at home, which we are. But, it, you know, in many ways it could be a lot worse. But uh, we pray for the victims, the, the responders, and that this too shall pass. We have a tremendous second half program lined up. We have author Mary Doyle joins us to talk about a book she wrote on the topic of Alzheimer's disease, The Alzheimer's Spouse, Finding the Grace to Keep the Promise. Uh, Mary, welcome to the program this morning. How are you doing today? Good morning, Father. I'm great. I'm I'm doing well. You know, I'm fortunate to live in a lovely townhouse and um, have supportive friends and family who were now video chatting all the time, so I'm doing well. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Batavia. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, sure, right along the uh, Fox River there? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Do you ever go on that trail there? Oh, yeah. And go for walks. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's very nice. Very yeah. peaceful. Yeah, both in the spring and the fall, the changing the leaves. And uh, Are you from that area originally? Uh, no, I was born in Chicago. So I was from Chicago, lived in Oak Park for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, Geneva for about 25 years, and then... Uh, in the last few years, moved to Batavia. So what parish were you from in Chicago? The famous in, question. Yeah, <laughs> right. In, in Chicago, um, I was. we lived on Hamlin in Iowa, so it was a lady, Our Lady of the Angels. Oh. Our Lady of the Angels, wow. Lady of the Angels, yeah, back when I was, uh, until I, I was in sixth grade. And then we moved to Ascension Parish in Oak Park. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. And since then, I've been at, um, well, I was at St. Walter's for a while, too, in Roselle. Roselle. And then, and now St. Peter's. Been at St. Peter's in Geneva for probably, I don't, I don't even know how long now. So you're part 92. of the Diocese of uh, Juliet now? 
Uh, now we're Rockford. Oh, Rockford. Okay. It's Rockford. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. Geneva would be in Rockford. So, well, tell us about yes. the uh, the book you have written, and you know, fascinating, the uh, Alzheimer's disease, the Alzheimer's spouse, finding the grace to keep the promise. So, what what triggered that that book and that title? So, actually, there are two books that I have on Alzheimer's, and then a third one coming out this year on caregiving. The first one is navigating Alzheimer's. Uh, both of them were triggered by experience with my husband, my husband, Marshall Brodeen. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, from, I know him from Bozo. Right. He He's was at Bozo for 26 years. What a creator, wonderful man. Creator yes. TV Magic Arts. Very kind, loving man. Mm-hmm. Very, very kind. And we were married about nine years, and I noticed a change in his personality. Wow. Uh, a very easygoing, sweet, soft-spoken a fun man, loved loved a good time, you know, mm-hmm. loved to laugh and make people laugh and would do magic tricks and yes. mm-hmm. do silly little things. And all of a sudden, he was irritable, uh, constantly losing things, uh, missing appointments, having trouble at work, you know, with uh, coworkers. Mm-hmm. He'd leave in the morning, and then he wouldn't come back to the end of the day. He wouldn't tell me where he was, and I later found out, well, he didn't know. He, he oh. couldn't remember. Wow. So what I saw now, was how the, old was it was Marshall when you start, uh, first started noticing this? Um, Marshall is—he was twenty years older than me, mm-hmm. and so he was just just prior to his seventieth birthday mm-hmm. when okay. we started seeing problems. You know where it was interfering. Actually, I think Marshall probably had Alzheimer's when we got married. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. He was always very forgetful. Mm-hmm. And he had some of the signs of dementia. You may know that um, dementia is uh, an over, it's a term for a group of symptoms. It's, um, a, it's not considered a, a disease, it's a disorder. It's described by inability to, um, to remember new things, intellectual impairment, that repetition that we hear over and over again, mm-hmm. disorientation with time and place. And so I think some of those symptoms were there right from the beginning, but I thought that was just part of his personality. Right. You thought at that point, no big deal. Right. You know, and it didn't seem to interfere with our lives. He always had assistants that he worked with. I was his co-pilot when we were married, you know, took over paying books and making appointments Mm -hmm. and, uh, I mean, paying, you know, keeping the book, keeping and that. So. Right. It didn't seem to interfere until the personality changed. And at first, I didn't know what was wrong. It actually took me almost three years to realize that it was actually Alzheimer's, because I had no clue what Alzheimer's was back then. Mary, we're going to take a little break. Sure. And when we come back, I'd like you just to continue that story Uh, for our listeners. I think it's very important for them to hear. So WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Treacy, Mary Doyle. We'll continue discussing her journey with Alzheimer's, the Alzheimer's spouse finding the grace to keep the promise. Please stay tuned.
where do you go when you realize that you or someone you love needs assistance at home? Where can you turn and know you will get sound advice that you can trust? Catholic Charities Home to Stay program offers competent help and peace of mind to seniors and to their family members. Our thoroughly trained professional caregivers provide companionship, assistance with seniors' basic needs, and help with light housework, all in the comfort of a senior's own home. Schedules can be flexible, so seniors receive only the help that they need and want. Most of all, Catholic Charities has the name and reputation you can count on, with more than 100 years of experience helping people at transitions in their lives. To learn more, call 312-655-7415. That's 312-655-7415. Make the most of each day with Home to Stay. Are you cleaning out your closets this winter? If so, Catholic Charities would be grateful to accept any gently used clothing donations that you have. Winter coats, boots, sweaters, pants, hats, and gloves in all sizes are always appreciated at this time of year in our community clothing room. Also needed on an ongoing basis are new underwear and socks for guests who come to use the shower facilities in our Pope Francis Ministries. And all types of professional clothing for men and women are most welcome in our Mary's Closet wardrobe. This special collection of dressier clothes is offered to our clients who are preparing for job interviews. Drop-offs can be made at 721 North LaSalle Street or at any of our regional locations. For more information, call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Tracy here. Mary, could you continue your journey? Yes, as I was saying, it took me almost three years to uh, figure out exactly what was wrong with my husband, Mm -hmm. you know, with the symptoms. And it was a series of doctors and testing and research on my part to try to figure it out in the first place because I had no idea what I was looking at. I thought, uh, being that Marshall was 20 years older than I was, um, I wasn't sure if that was normal aging, mm-hmm. or uh, was it anxiety or depression, or was I looking at some other type of uh, mental issue going on, or, or what that was. But, um, you know, after talking with doctors, and my my background was um, always in reporting and writing. I wrote for the Chicago Tribune for many years as a freelancer. Oh, really? And, and so research was my thing. And mm-hmm. actually, navigating Alzheimer's and the Alzheimer's spouse are, um, they're like my tenth, uh, ninth and tenth books. So I've been oh. writing and researching for a, a number of years. You know, I have several Catholic books, too, that I've written. Could you name a few? Yeah, name a few. A Grieving with Mary is the biggest seller. Mm-hmm. That's the best seller. Um, it's finding comfort and healing in devotion to Mary, to, to the oh. Mother of God. Uh, who knows how to suffer more than she does, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can go to Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Mean, so if somebody wants to get a hold of your your latest book, The uh, Alzheimer's Spouse, Finding yes. the Grace to Keep the Promise, uh, how can they get copies of your books? So all my books are on Amazon, and also Acta Publications has sure. almost all of them. They um, either have published them or are still distributing them. Yeah, and Greg so, Pierce has done a marvelous job with uh, over the years, and you know, great friend and and active yeah. publications. 
Uh, he's a wonderful man. He's, he's a great been... man, and they do great work and great theology and books, and I highly recommend any books from Active Publications. I, I met Greg at a trade show. I had originally self-published my book, The Rosary Prayer by Prayer, which is a way that you could pray the rosary following page by page. Hmm. And it, I had gone to um, several pilgrimages and brought back rosaries, and everyone wanted the rosaries. It seemed like no one knew how to pray it. So oh. I wrote that book so that they could learn how to pray, because I couldn't keep teaching all these people that wanted to learn. And um, Greg saw me at a trade show, picked up that book, and he took over publishing, and that's how we met. Oh, so, it was at a trade show. At, uh, now, you know, getting back to your book, The yeah. Alzheimer's Spouse, Finding the Grace to Keep the Promise, at, uh, you know, in that book, I'm sure there are many myths people have about Alzheimer's disease, and I'm sure your book tries to set that straight. So just in your dealing with people, when you give talks, presentations, and yeah. question answers, uh, I think, Mary, what is the number one question that is asked of you about Alzheimer's or the number one myth you want to clear up about it? I think the number one myth is people think that you get a diagnosis of Alzheimer's and all lights are out. And it's not like that. It's more like a chandelier. You know, oh, where okay. kind of twinkling lights here and there, mm-hmm. and then periodically one of them burns out, one of the little yeah. bulbs burns out. But for a long time, uh, people with Alzheimer's can be highly functioning with some support. Mm. You know, as long as you have a guide going along and mm-hmm. telling you, because date and time becomes um, irrelevant. It doesn't really matter. And you learn in the long run as a caregiver that it really doesn't matter, right? Time, it doesn't matter. It's, no. it's, it's all one one thing of existence from here through the, to the other side. I love your so, image of the uh, chandelier versus the light being mm-hmm. out. That chandelier, like a little bulb at a time. So you went from... Initially, kind of organizer, getting things organized to caregiver. Yes. What changed? What what happened in that transition? That's a tough change for the spouse, and that's why both of the Alzheimer books were written because of the uh, executive director at the home that Marshall eventually lived at. And um, Pam Seaburn had asked me to write them because they were the questions that she was continuously asked by family members who came in. And for the spouse, you know, you have to remember, we don't, we are connected on every single level to that person. Mm-hmm. So whatever affects them affects us financially, intimately, uh, the decor of the home. Mm-hmm. Everything. You know, right. Your friends, because they no longer recognize your friends and family members. Mm. So it starts isolating the caregiver. And with this COVID-19, I'm seeing the uh, caregiver's predicament being exaggerated because you become very lonely and very isolated as a caregiver. Right. You're, you know, you're in the house, and Marshall wasn't appropriate to bring to church anymore, and mm-hmm. he wasn't, um, it was difficult to bring him out to things. Wherever mm-hmm. I went, though, he had to go. And then he would tire easily. Uh, we'd have accidents when he was out, you know, so that I have to clean him up mm-hmm. and change of clothing and things like that. So it became more and more difficult for me to go anywhere. Mary, how did you take care of Mary? Yeah, good yeah. question. I didn't. Oh. And that's why I speak. I ended up very sick. I had pneumonia in both lungs, 
pleurisy. I was wow. 90 pounds oh by the time gosh. I moved him. I was in really bad shape, and I wasn't listening to the doctor. The, our physician wanted me to move him for at least three years before I did. And, you know, there's so many reasons why we don't want to put someone in a home, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. You she spent so up. much time taking care of Marshall, you forgot to take care of Mary. I didn't think that I was allowed Mm. I thought it was part of my marital obligation to care for him, undivided attention, give him everything I had. But I didn't realize that God also wants us to take care of ourselves. It's a great line, you know, who ministers to the minister? Right. Yeah. You're a great gift to him. The other great line is, who makes the clown laugh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like I tell my families when I speak, um, caring for yourself is caring for your loved one. And yes, maybe what yes. we'll do is we'll take a little break. When we come back, Mary, speak a little bit more to the, any of our listeners who are in this situation will need to hear from you. Um, and if you want to ask Mary a question, 312-255-8408, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, Mary Doyle, the Alzheimer's spouse, finding the grace to keep the promise. When we come back, Mary will share some thoughts for folks who are caregivers, what they need to do to take care of themselves. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you. Are you an attorney who's retired or semi-retired from your practice? Catholic Charities welcomes your expertise. Whether it's a dispute with a landlord, a concern about possibly being the victim of a scam, or an issue regarding family law, clients can feel alone in the complex legal system, especially if they are unable to afford an attorney. Our volunteer attorneys answer our legal advice line, offer one-hour consultations, and conduct legal seminars. They're dedicated to informing and empowering low-income individuals as they navigate civil law issues affecting their lives. Come in when your schedule permits and share your knowledge with grateful clients. To learn more about this rewarding volunteer program, please call 312-948-6821. Thank you for considering Catholic Charities Legal Assistance Team. This Lent, you are invited to participate in CRS Rice Bowl, the Catholic Relief Service's Lenten Faith in Action program. CRS Rice Bowl provides the opportunity to live out the Lenten practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, while lifting up the stories of our brothers and sisters overseas. 75% of funds raised through your generous donations will support CRS programs around the world, while the remaining 25% will fund Rice Bowl grants for local programs here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. To learn more about current Rice Bowl grantees and to access CRS Rice Bowl resources such as Stories of Hope, videos, and meatless meal recipes, visit archchicago.org slash CRS. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackets, Mark Tracy here. We're here with Mary Doyle. Mary, uh, it is interesting. It makes me think my wife's mom 
was very sick, had, had Alzheimer's. And it took a long time f- for me to convince my wife that it was time for her to get care for her mother so that she could care for herself. Now, talk to our listeners about that. You know, how, how are you doing that now? But how, uh, how did you find, I mean, did the, is the illness the thing that triggered it for you that all of a sudden you're laying in a hospital bed and you can't move and that was a clue to you that you needed to take a care of yourself? A different game plan? Yes. You know, I think so many of us wait till something catastrophic happens. Mm. We wait until the loved one wanders off or get seriously hurt in the home, mm-hmm. or we ourselves end up in the hospital because we don't want to make that move. But one of the things that I learned through moving Marshall, because I cared for him at home for 10 years, wow. and he was then in Arden Courts for uh, another five years. Mm-hmm. So Marshall went a very long time with Alzheimer's. He yep. had no other health issue. But one of the time, things I learned once I moved him was I could then again be his spouse. Mm-hmm. Instead of constantly arguing with him about he needed to take a shower, he needed to take his medication, come sit down and eat, don't put that there, why are you doing that? You know, it seemed like there was a constant agitation between us mm-hmm. with the caregiving. It's very hard to keep at peace and not let anything bother you. But once I moved him, there were caregivers doing those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I had to do there is be with him. He was always happy to see me. He was much more affectionate, wanted to hold my hand. Mm-hmm. We'd walk through the gardens. Uh, I'd go to activities with him. And the same thing if you're the child, you know, rather than you telling a parent what to do, which is so difficult, mm-hmm. you can now be their child again. They may not recognize you as their child, but they'll always recognize that they love you and they want to be with you. Now, yeah. did Marshall know you at the end by your, by your name or no recognition at all? He did. And, you know, uh, there's an incredible story. Just several days before he died, um, he had been in bed for the weeks, not eating, not talking, kind of mumbling. He was up one evening, talked all night long. He told me he saw my mother and his mother, who, of course, are both deceased. And he said, my mother told him not to be afraid. The Lord will show the way. The Lord will lead the way. The Lord will lead the way. He kept repeating. And he turned to me and he said, Mary, I'm going to go. You're going to stay. Hmm. Well, that was his his gift to you. He said that to you a few days before he died. Yeah. In a very uh, coherent manner. Yes. He definitely had a conversation with the mothers. They were drilling him on his faith. Wow. <laughs> he kept talking about what he believed. Yes, the Lord is my Savior. Yes, I believe Jesus wow. Christ. Yes. I could tell they were asking him questions, and they were preparing him to cross. They mm-hmm. were preparing him to leave. Yes, to, um, to go from this side to the Lord's side. Yeah. That is a powerful story, and it... Uh, and then Marshall died a few days later. Yes. So he died very much at peace. Never talked again, really. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that evening when he had this tremendous conversation with you, meeting you know your mom, his mom, and being drilled on the faith. But after yeah. that evening, he did not talk again. No. Mm-hmm. Wow, talk about a, a gifted, no. a graced moment. And then in the end, um, the, just moments before, he squeezed my hand. I knew he was passing. I had knew, known his breath had changed. His mm-hmm. breathing was changed. Mm-hmm. But he squeezed my hand, and then he passed. 
Wow. There's, what a powerful story. And, uh, and a word you used before, Mary, just this whole process of you know, caregiving for Marshall, how it changed you, it changed him, is the word yes. guilt. And I think that's such a powerful word because sometimes we do things out of guilt and we get in our own way. Yes. And we can't see clearly then. Right. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you have an energy now that you're telling this story. Some people have lived this life and never share that. You know, you have a, you're compelled to share it. What compels you to tell these stories? I think being that I was 20 years older, I mean 20 years younger than Marshall. <laughs> I was um, you're 20 years older, man. You you sound like, <laughs> oh my God, yes. fabulous. <laughs> Happy centennial. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Holy give like, us, give know, us your I'm, vitamins. <laughs> I'm 65. Oh, you're young. Yeah, you're so young. Oh, my gosh. But many people in this predicament are in their 70s and 80s already. Mm-hmm. So they're 10, 20 years older than I am. And so I feel like I have to speak for them. You know, they're not in a position to be able to get out and travel. I've uh, Last year, I gave 19 presentations and traveled across the country and you know, got to meet with all the families. And one of the things that really disturbs me with this virus is I hug everyone who comes into the presentation. Mm -hmm. I hug everyone who leaves the presentation. And I don't think we're going to be able to do that anymore. And Mary, I'm like you. I hug everyone. I'm known as a father hugger. And uh, (laughs) talk about now now I'm doing virtual virtual hugs, virtual fist bumps, uh, virtual elbow bashes. Not the same, but we need to bring the program to a close. Again, the yes. name of the book, The Alzheimer's Spouse, Finding yes. the Grace to Keep the Promise. How can they get a copy? Through ACTA Publications at actapublications.com or uh, 800-397-2282, or they can go on Amazon. All my books, Mary Kay Doyle, are um, on Amazon and through ACTA, uh, Navigating Alzheimer's also. I want to thank you in a very special awesome. way. Mary Doyle, the author of so many books. Thanks for joining us. Special thanks to co-host... Mark Teresi, great work of our producer, Jim Dish, great work of our engineer, Michael Maida all. God bless. Be safe. Stay at home. Keep praying. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.